Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Day in the Life of Zori. This is actually a take two for this particular episode. Um, First and foremost, happy, happy 2023 to all of my listeners and followers. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I hope that 2023 brings on amazing and wonderful things for each of you. Um, I wanted to go ahead and drop a new episode um, and try and stay to the timeliness of my schedule. And I had just a few minutes to go ahead and get something underway for us this week. So I just wanted to go ahead and do a take two on an episode that I started recording well before the holiday season. And um, I found myself getting really emotional around the topic. So I want to go ahead and just kind of dive right in first and foremost. Again, wishing you all a wonderful New Year's. I hope that everybody has, I don't know if necessarily New Year's resolutions, but has goals and things that they wish to achieve and are working towards in 2023. I think that if we're walking around aimless without any goals or aspirations, then we're just kind of floating by. Um, And that's not really, you know, we want to be goal oriented. We want to be focused and centered working towards something, right? Um, Whatever that something might be, whether that be, you know, financial, you know, financial prosperity for yourself and your family, whether that be going back to school, whether that be getting on your own two feet and, you know, living independently for, you know, the first time or living independently again, um, building your life back up after a breakup or building your life in general, you know, as a newly established adult or newly established, you know, whatever it may be. Um, whether it's being a great parent, learning to, you know, provide yourself with more self-love, um, more self-appreciation, giving yourself grace. Uh, there's just so many things, right, that we can potentially be working towards um, in terms of goals and aspirations. I don't necessarily stick to the quote-unquote New Year's resolution. Um, I'm still me. I'm striving to be a better version of myself. Um, and that's my goal every single day. It doesn't have to be a New Year's resolution. That's just the goal, right? It's to be better than I was yesterday, to be a better person, a better parent, a better wife, a better friend, better daughter, better human. Um, and essentially, that's the goal for 2023. I have a lot of things that I want to achieve both individually in my marriage with my family and just as a person, um, as a Christian, as a faith believer. There's so many things that I want to be able to obtain and achieve this year. There's so many things that I want to give myself into. Um, and that's really what, you know, we're, we're going in balls to the wall. We're going in. Um, so first and foremost, I hope that you, one, find something if you don't already have something in mind, um, and two, make a plan. Make small step plans to be able to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. A year comes with 365 days. That's 365 opportunities for you to achieve the thing that you want to achieve or make steps and strides towards that goal. So whether it's a long-term goal, a short-term goal, whatever it is, multiple goals, it's totally fine, totally acceptable. Please do something. Work on yourself. Work on something that you want to learn, um, something you want to achieve, whatever it may be, work towards something. We don't want to float around aimlessly. We want to have a purpose and a focus to keep us driven and motivated all year long. Anyway, beyond that spiel, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, So again, taking a take two on this particular episode, um, and it's going to be a very personal journey that I'm going to be sharing with you all. 
And it's just kind of something that I really wanted to put out there in the atmosphere um, and just kind of bring some clarity and light to it. And I wanted to take the opportunity and the medium that I have through this podcast to be able to share with my listeners and perhaps maybe you know somebody um, that's going through a similar journey or somebody that has gone through a similar journey. And I think that there's a lot of um, preconceived notions around this particular topic that I'll be discussing. And I really want to kind of clear the air in terms of the things that I have learned along the way and some of the things that I have experienced. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. So in 2022, um, actually trial it back a little bit further in the year end of 2021, um, I began the journey to inquire about potential weight loss surgery. So what you don't know about me, if you don't, um, follow my YouTube channel and see me in person, um, or know me personally is that I am a five foot two, um, stature Latina. And with that, I have for the last probably 12 to 13 or even 15 years, I have been struggling with weight gain. Um, there's a lot of things medically that surround that weight gain. Um, a lot of it was hormone induced when I had children, um, and had certain surgeries. And then a lot of it also, then my body then became insulin resistant, which made it infinitely more challenging to drop the weight. Um, during using normal resources in terms of like eating clean and, you know, dieting and exercise. Like I've done it all. I've done CrossFit, um, multiple times and like was like really into it. Um, I can build muscle like a ninja, but I cannot drop the weight. I cannot shed the pounds. Um, and you know, I can reconfigure (laughs) the weight, um, if you will, but I can't seem to shed the pounds. So in 2021, end of year, I decided to inquire. Um, one of the major components of my inquiry was actually how would this treat or work with my insulin resistance? So Insulin resistance is essentially your body creates too much insulin and anytime that you eat, um, especially if you have anything like carb driven or anything like that. So like if you have, you know, a sandwich, your body's going to take that bread and it's going to convert it into even more insulin and sugar and so forth. And then the opposite of that is when I was dieting and eating clean and eating, you know, less carbs and more veggies and salads and protein and whatnot, my body felt like it was going into starvation mode and therefore would continue to pack on weight rather than shed the weight. Um, the insulin resistance was actually discovered by my OBGYN. Oddly enough, he was cross-certified in um, not bariatric medicine, but like uh, weight loss uh, processing uh, and nutrition. And he happened to look at some of my labs that my primary doctor had ordered um, earlier in that year. And he was like, have you ever been told that you're insulin resistant? And I said, I've never even heard of the term. And uh, at the time, you know, he and his wife were actually opening a practice to um, help people with nutritional, like, rehabilitation of weight loss. And I visited their office on multiple occasions. So I did actually go through their program for about a year. And I was able to shed maybe 20, 25 pounds. And then I would plateau and nothing else would happen. Um, I would continue to do all my exercise routines and all these things to, like, maintain a healthy lifestyle, but still I would lose a little bit and then it would plateau and that would be the end of that. Um, transpiring between session one and two of me going to them, I actually got pregnant, miscarried and got pregnant again and actually had a baby. Um, after my second born, I did actually go back to the nutritional stuff and back to the nutritionist, um, with their practice. And again, 
20, 25 pounds I would lose and then I would plateau again. And it should be, it becomes a really frustrating process because I literally probably had about a hundred pounds to lose. So only losing a quarter of that and not really seeing any further effects after months and months and months and months and months of doing, you know, really challenging things to like change, like up and change my whole like nutrition. Cause it's not like, oh, okay, we'll just eat a little bit of this. No, it's like, I had to cut out a significant amount of things. I had to cut out carbs, which I'm, I'm Latina. So rice and bread are like life, right? So cutting out these things that were literally a part of my life, my entire life growing up into adulthood is just like a really significant change that you have to take into place. And, um, it was just like really, really challenging. And then I'm like, I'm not even seeing the result. Like I'm killing myself and I'm not seeing the result. So lo and behold, I've done, you name it, I've tried it. I've done hormonal, um, what is it? Hormonal, like rebalancing therapy. I've done the nutritionist stuff. I've done, um, I've tried like keto. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done like the Noom um, and different mobile apps and things like that to try and like reset and just kind of get, a handle on healthy eating and whatnot. And I have a very good understanding of how my body reacts to certain things. And I can definitely tell when I'm not good um, nutritionally that my body feels like crap. And like, you know, I'm like, I'm this size, not because I overeat. Um, I'm this size simply because the insulin resistance has done a number on my body and I literally need a full reset. So like I need to hit the reset button on my body. Um, During the course of this, I also had um, a lot of hormonal things take place. So like I've been on birth control for the last 15 years and, you know, the doctors will always say, oh, no, it's very minimal. Any type of like additional things that aren't part of your normal body composite are still going to create an impact. And I can tell you that my hormonal like imbalance was like ridiculous. And I inquired about this surgery in 2021. I did not make any immediate decisions. I just kind of wanted to gather information, um, kind of initiate the process, but not really commit to anything full-fledged because I still wanted to do one more um, or a couple more last-ditch efforts of you know other options before actually going through surgery. Fast forward a little bit into 2022, and you know I started going through the motions. And the one thing that I want to go ahead and just share a little bit of insight into is that when you are overweight, um, your medical professionals that are you know that you're exposed to, not all of them are sensitive to the fact that being overweight is indeed a disease in itself. Um, and whenever I had, um, after I had my, my youngest, she's going to be five in March. After I had my youngest, I had severe knee pain and I went to the urgent care to kind of like get checked. I was like, maybe like I sprained it. Maybe I did something, but I've had knee injuries before. And I know the difference between like, I'm hurt kind of pain and just, I kind of irritated it kind of pain, right? I was in massive pain all day long, morning, noon, or night. I was in pain and both my knee joints were killing me. I go to the urgent care and essentially the doctor just looked at me and he said, well, I really think it's because of your weight. And I'm like, dude, I've been walking around at this weight for some time now. Like this is not how I feel on a day-to-day basis. This is not a regular pain. Um, And I delayed it. 
I, I just said, fine, sure. It's because I'm fat. End of story. Thank you. Um, I walked around again for months in pain until I called um, an orthopedic doctor and then he did an MRI and sure enough, I had a torn meniscus in both knees that I was walking around with in massive pain for months um, because a doctor did not choose to actually look and treat my problem. They just assumed that my problem was due to me being overweight. Um, And this was not my only instance with doctors just saying, hey, it's weight related you should really lose some weight. Well, no shit. Like, do you really think I want to be the size? Do you really think that I choose to be, you know, a hundred pounds overweight just be for ha-has? Like, absolutely not. I have two kids. I want to be able to do everything that I want to do with my kids and not feel like my body is holding me back. And that's exactly how I've been feeling um, for the greater part of, you know, several years now is I, my body has literally been a prison. Um, I was very much an active person all of my life. I was, you know, I was the kid that grew up outside. I was a young person that was always on the move, always walking, always physical. Um, you know, I loved, you know, playing, you know, different sports and things like that. I wasn't on any sports teams professionally, but I enjoyed playing basketball. I enjoyed playing kickball. I enjoyed, you know, playing softball, baseball, you name it, I was out there doing it. And, you know, to go from that to then like increasingly gaining weight year over year and not even like having it be anything that I was directly doing. Like if I was overeating, I would sit here and be completely honest and transparent and tell you, you know what, I was stuffing my face all day long. That's not who I am. I've never been able to clear a plate, even if I loved the meal. Um, it's just not, just not how I operate. So the fact that like my hormones and just my body had just completely turned on me and everything that I tried, every last stitch effort just was a failure was just really frustrating. So going through and actually inquiring about weight loss surgery to me was like a low point. And I was already feeling like crap because I was already going through a really big bout of like depression and anxiety and stress. Um, And then in the midst of all of that, I decided to inquire about this thing that I just felt like was just like a sign of failure. Um, You know, and the doctor was absolutely very positive. They were very, you know, they were very encouraging. They're like, you know, you're really young. Like you should be able to bounce back. This will help you with the insulin resistance. It'll reset all of these things for you. At the time, I was also taking high blood pressure medication. So there was a lot of things at, you know, at somebody at 36 years old at the time when I inquired um, that just really make a difference. You know, I'm 36 and I have all these things that are coming up as issues and I really want to gain, you know, gain control of my health again and my body and my well-being and not just for myself for my kids and my family like I just really think like we need to get you know get the reins on this so I inquired about it fast forward into 2022 I start going through some of the motions and some of the things that I'll share with you are just some of the steps that you need to take in order to even go through the motions and be cleared to have the surgery. This isn't a one and done. This isn't a, I'm going in and I'm saying I want surgery and I'm getting surgery. It's a, you need to go through several steps and clearances before you can actually get the surgery. Um, and I think people just think this is an easy cop out and it's not. Um, it's a lot of time, effort, and investment of your own time and energy and efforts to even get to the point where they clear you for surgery. Um, So I had to go through a cardiologist specialist. I had to see a pulmonologist. 
I had to see um, a nutritionist again. I had to um, meet with a psychiatrist. I had to meet with um, several different, you know, blood works to be done. I had to complete a sleep study. Um, you, you do the psychiatric analysis. You, you do all these things, right? Your primary doctor has to be on board. Um, you have to have some kind of substantiation of the things that you've tried in the past and haven't worked. You have to be able to like provide the fact that you have a network of people that are supportive of you. All these things have to like fully align in order for you to be cleared for surgery. And on top of that, you still have to go and prove to your insurance that this is something that's viable for you and that will essentially help some of the things that you have going on, right? So here I am in the midst of depression, anxiety, and stress. I'd recently been medicated for the depression and stress and anxiety. So like I was nervous about all of that because that had been so recent. And by the time that I got to the psychiatrist um, portion of it was like six, seven, eight months later. And I knew that they were going to ask because they obviously are going to ask what medication are you on? And I had to, of course, full disclosure provider the medication I was on. And it was just like, well, this could be all or nothing, right? It could be, well, maybe you're not in the right place to make this decision. Um, and I wanted to, of course, try again um, with my own efforts, you know, my own attempts to do things. I had the most active summer of my life. Um, this past, you know, 2022, I was out with my kids every single day. We were walking, walking miles. The kids were riding bikes. Um, I was doing so much with my kids, so much activity. And, you know, I was very mindful and conscious of all of my eating choices and, you know, trying to make good choices even while on the run with the kids um, and just truly trying to take in any possible thing that I could control. On top of that, I went to my primary medical professional and they wanted to, one last ditch effort was to do medication. And honestly, up to this point, I've been struggling with weight gain for the last probably 15 years and no one has ever mentioned medication as a possible thing for weight loss. No one has ever offered that. But of course, once you go through and you're thinking about surgery, then they pull out all the last stops, right? So they offered medication and I, I said, I need to take some time to review the effects of this medication. Is it something that I'm going to be on forever? Um, and is it truly going to get me to the goal that I need to attain, which is significant weight loss over 50 pounds, 70 pounds, 80 pounds that I need to lose? Um, in my due diligence, you know, as a um, patient, I wanted to go through and review this particular medication that they were um, thinking of putting me on. And honestly, the results that were provided did not seem very positive. I, you know, people did report weight loss on it, but it was very minimal. And it was the same type of weight loss that I'd attained doing anything else without medication. So it really didn't seem promising for me to be able to be a full long-term assist for me to get to the weight goal that I need to get to. And the weight goal is not for me to look better. I'm perfectly comfortable where I am. Um, the weight goal is for health purposes. I need my body to be healthy. And I know that the strain that this weight gain has put on it um, has made a significant impact. And I need to be able to ensure that I'm going to lose a significant amount of weight to kind of help my body reset and just kind of rejuvenate itself. So with that, I opted out of the medication treatment plan. Um, and the reason for that is just because the most 
that people reported were maybe like 15, 20 pounds. And honestly, as I shared with you before, I'm clearly over a hundred pounds overweight. Um, according to, you know, the scale, I mean, I think that scale is heavily outdated as well. Um, but whatever, you know, based on the, the, the scale that you need to meet, I'm clearly over a hundred pounds. So 20 pounds was just the tip of the iceberg. It wasn't really going to get me not even halfway to the goal that I needed to be. So with that, I continued to mull it over. I still continue to do all of my, you know, attempts and, um, lifestyle changes. I changed portion sizes. I, you know, implemented more protein. I, you know, swapped out things, um, you know, went low carb, high protein, low fat, you name it. I've been doing it for the greater part of 2022. And the scale did not budge. The scale did not move. Um, and it just sucks when you do that um, and you're considering all of these things and it just doesn't seem to go anywhere. So come November, I decided to, well, the end of October, actually 2022, I decided to call up the doctor and finish the last um, checkpoints, which was the psychiatrist. And then I just needed to see the doctor to kind of discuss everything that he had gathered and then just kind of take it from there and see when we could actually schedule this. So I proceeded to go ahead and schedule it for the Wednesday right after Thanksgiving, which meant that for Thanksgiving, I did not eat. Um, we were on a liquid diet for two weeks preceding the surgery. The reason for the liquid diet is actually to help reduce um, any fat in your liver and make it more accessible for the doctors to actually get into your stomach area. Um, I had the surgery on November 30th. So it's been roughly, it'll be six weeks, I think, this week. Um, by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be six weeks. And what has transpired before and during and after the surgery is the following. So the first two days, I was filled with regret um, because it was immensely painful. Please note, I've had two C-sections um, for my kid's birth and... This was infinitely more painful than the C-sections. Um, reason being is I have five incisions. They were small, but God, they were in the most horrific places. And I was filled, my stomach was filled to the brim with air because of all the incisions that they do. One of the incisions was right in my belly button. Um, that was the most painful. So anytime that I laughed or if I had to cough or sneeze, that particular incision pulled and hurt like hell. The glue that they used on the incisions to help them seal, I was allergic to, so I developed a lovely rash all over my stomach um, that lasted roughly about two weeks until it wore off and the wounds were healed. Um, at three weeks out, my belly button incision decided to open up and bleed, um, and I was on weightlifting restrictions no more than like 10 pounds. I have a nearly 50-pound four-year-old little kid um, in my house who loves to be on her mama. So that was the scariest part of anything that they provided me with restrictions on was the lifting piece of it. Um, and then of course, I'm a mom. So we have all the things that need to get done around the house, you know, grocery shopping, laundry, all these things um, that I essentially was not able to do. So a lot of that fell into my husband who was absolutely wonderful during this process. But 
I just sucks because I just felt very limited as to what I could do. I was, however, walking at every opportunity that I needed to, especially in the hospital, to kind of get things moving. Um, and I walk every day uh, for you know health purposes. I do walk. Uh, I'm getting up to a couple miles a day, and um, my walking gets faster every day. So it's not. Now I feel pretty great, but the first couple of days were really, really rough. And I honestly didn't even know like what to expect going into that, but it was massively painful. You can't sleep on your stomach. It hurts to sleep on certain sides. It hurts to sit in certain positions. Um, just there's a lot of things to consider, right? And then I'm still on a liquid diet. So like, I'm just like, I'm cranky. Um, the the protein shake that they gave me in the hospital was so thick. I felt so sick for the first like week and a half. I couldn't even tolerate water. Um, even though I had to keep drinking water every time I drank it, it made me sick. Just all kinds of nuttiness, right? So with all of that, six weeks out, I have lost roughly about 33 pounds, um, which is the most I've lost in, I don't even know, since like my first kid was born. Um, I am feeling great, energetic. I feel very energized. I'm like, I can do so much already. Like I can bend down. I can reach my legs. I can, you know, put on my shoes without struggling. I can get dressed and my clothes fit better already. Um, some of my clothes already fit big and it's just like, it's really encouraging to be going through this on top of that. You know, my family has been absolutely wonderful and supportive. Um, a lot of my friends that I have been able to share this journey with have been absolutely nothing but supportive and, you know, educating people about the, the process has been a big thing. Um, because people don't realize how much of a big decision this really is and how much work it actually entails to get to this point of actually having the surgery. And it is a permanent lifestyle change. Um, and I was preparing for this permanent lifestyle change even before actually having the surgery. Um, I was already portion controlling and just, you know, ensuring that I was having the proper protein intake and all these things that just really make a big impact. But one of the things that I wanted to just share about this journey is just the preconceived notions that people have. People just assume that this is a quick fix um, option. It's a, it's, a, it's a shortcut to getting healthy, but there's a lot of reasons why people need or require this type of surgery and assistance in order to get their health um, and weight back under control. I'm one of those prime examples. I have um, or had insulin resistance. My high blood pressure was going through the roof post-surgery. A week after the surgery, my blood pressure was perfect and I wasn't even on the medication. Um, there's so many things, right, that you have to go through the motions of doing. And ultimately for me and, you know, my husband's response to when I decided to commit to the surgery was you're doing this for you. He's like, I don't need you to look any different. I love you regardless. He's like, if you're committing to this, he's like, you're committing to it for yourself. And, you know, my commitment was for my health. I want to be able to feel healthy in my own body to be able to enjoy the life that I deserve and that my kids deserve, that my husband deserves to be able to have that energy level and just, you know, just be able to feel free in my own body, right? And not free in the sense that I felt prohibited from enjoying my life in the size that I was because I live my life regardless, but 
to not feel like my body was a prison for myself. Um, and that's what I was feeling. And, you know, with every, you know, progressive, like annual checkup of like my physical, there was always something else that was kind of like falling apart. My blood pressure was high, you know, the insulin resistance and the weight gain just wasn't, you know, all these things that like, I'm only 37. Um, and I figured, what better time than now, right? Like I'd much rather tackle this in my 30s than I would in my 40s or 50s when other things have already begun to disintegrate. So this was a decision that I made for myself, that I made for my well-being and my health and wellness. And the fringe benefit is that I will lose weight and look a little bit better, but I was already very much on a journey of self-love and self-care. So I have like accepted the fact that this is the body that I've been given. This is the body that brought me my two beautiful daughters. This is the body that, you know, my husband has loved on for the last, you know, 15 years. This is the body that, you know, has cuddled my nieces and nephews that has, you know, been there for my friends that has done so many beautiful things. I am appreciative of this body and the skin that I'm in, but I know that my health was at risk. And this was a decision that I made while I'm able to recover so strongly and quickly and to be able to make these important life decisions and changes while I'm still able to kind of make those modifications without feeling like I'm losing anything in particular. So at this point, I'm able to eat just about, um, any type of like food. Um, I'm not able to really hold down pasta, but I am able to eat, you know, I'm able to eat all the, the, the chicken and beef and all kinds of things in terms of protein. I'm able to hold down most, um, veggies. Salad is still kind of like tricky just because if it's like volumizing in the stomach. Um, so I'm still very much gauging and adjusting on a day-to-day basis as to what I can eat. Um, but the focus is to consume enough protein to get enough vitamins to get enough in my diet to have a holistic diet. Um, of course, portion control will be forever a concept that I live with, and that's perfectly fine. I'm okay with that um, adjustment. And if that's what it takes for me to be healthier and live a better, higher quality life, then I will do that. Um, And I don't really feel that I'm missing out on any particular thing, you know? So this was a decision and journey that I took in 2021, 2022, leading into 2023. So this was a really big commitment that I wanted to share with all of my listeners and just really share some of like the really crappy feelings that I know a lot of people feel, um, you know, one, sharing that you're even going through this journey, and two, some of these shitty experiences that you've felt with medical professionals that just aren't um, looking at the person as a holistic person. They're just looking at you as, you know, your fat is a problem and you just need to fix it, but they don't actually provide you viable solutions to do so. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I've had my my fair share of crappy encounters with medical professionals, um, not just for weight, but for other things. And it's just like, it's really painful and really hurtful to go to a medical professional and try to get help for an issue, a legitimate issue that you're having and have them just shove back in your face that it's because of your weight. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that people suffer that and have to endure that aren't properly treated because we're not treating weight um, and obesity as the disease that it is and providing true viable solutions for 
patients such as myself to kind of get the reins back um, and get the control back into, you know, managing that. Um, So with that, friends, I just wanted to really share this journey and what I've been up to. So that's what's been keeping me busy over the last several weeks. I am very excited to continue to share and capture this journey um, with everyone. Um, If you have any questions, Feel free to inbox me a day in the life of Zori at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you may have um, in regards to any of the processes and whatnot in terms of this particular journey. Any thoughts or ideas or comments, please also feel free to share. Um, and just know that, you know, we're looking at 2023 with nothing but positivity and, you know, just looking forward to the outcome of this particular life decision that I've made and how we're going to continue to progress with it. So with that, friends, I just, again, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate each and every single one of you. If you're not already subscribed, please, please, please subscribe. Um, Feel free to share this with any of your friends or family or anybody that you think would be um, benefiting from this particular episode or a channel. And again, thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. And until next time, you guys, I will catch you later. Bye.